0: Global business news 24 hours a day
1: at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a
0: Bloomberg Business Flash.
2: From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. the S&P 500 index. Little change right now. It is down a point at 2436. NASDAQ is advancing up 44 points, a gain there of 7 tenths of 1%. The Dow down 43, a drop there of 2 tenths of 1%. Oil's worsening slump is weighing on energy and industrial. Companies. Rent crude down two point three percent to forty-four ninety-five a barrel. West Texas Intermediate lower by a dollar by a one point eight percent down eighty cents now to forty-two dollars and seventy-one cents. Gold up three seventy the ounce to twelve forty seven, up three tenths of one percent, and the ten year the yield there two point one five percent. I'm Charlie Pellet,
0: that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. Well it's eleven forty eight here on the West Coast, it is two forty eight right now on Wall Street. The following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists.
3: I'm Megan McArdle, a columnist for Bloomberg View. How frightened should we be by the prospect of Amazon merging with Whole Foods? Does this herald the smashing of yet another market until Main Street is empty and all of us are forced to rent air from the Bezos monopoly? Anything's possible, but I'd bet against it. Yes, Amazon's been trying to move into groceries for quite some time, and buying Whole Foods will considerably help them. But it's worth noting that the reason Amazon can acquire Whole Foods is that the grocery business is a rough industry to be in right now, with ferocious competition and razor-thin margins. And Amazon will have a tough time realizing the kinds of economies of scale that have allowed it to disrupt other markets. Groceries have to be warehoused very close to the consumer and handled very carefully. And unlike books or computer cables, they spoil. Without careful expert inventory management, it's easy for those thin margins to run into the red. Even if they succeed, they'll have another problem. When businesses get too powerful, the government generally steps in to disrupt them. So while Amazon may stay in the grocery business, it's probably safe to bet that so will your local store. I'm Megan McArdle, a columnist for Bloomberg View. For more commentary, go to BloombergView.com or View Go on the Bloomberg Terminal.
0: This has been Bloomberg View. Indeed, and Bloomberg View commentaries can be heard every weekday at this time and also at 548, 848, and 1148 Wall Street time. And then one day,
1: Bubbling crude. crude. Yeah, there's a lot of it bubbling up through the ground, and that's part of the problem. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, energy markets, oil specifically. Oil, by the way, crude oil in a bear market, officially now down some 25% so far this year. Michael uh, Whitner is with us. He's a global head of oil research at Societe Generale, based in New York, in our Bloomberg 11.30 studio on this Wednesday. Mike, nice to have you here.
0: Nice
2: to be here. Thanks.
1: Is it all just about supply?
2: The market's very focused on supply, but it's not only about supply. So the prevailing narrative is that this is a battle between OPEC cuts, uh, which obviously are, are bullish, and then uh, the the rebound, the recovery in U.S. production, which is uh, bearish, and the market's caught between those two. But, but the pressure has been down, right? The the bearish move has, has been uh, winning that battle so far because the markets thought that we would be getting – Pretty big stock draws with the OPEC cuts, right? And it simply hasn't happened. And we, the market, you know, the market has been waiting since January. For is
1: usage down as well? Global usage?
2: No. This this is one of the very puzzling things. Right. So on the demand side, globally, we're seeing solid, reasonably healthy global demand growth. Um, and on top of that, even more to the point, June, July, August, September. Um, this is when we see peak summer demand again, not just in the U.S. but around the world, and that really combined with the fact that, uh, um, you know, that, that uh, OPEC is still holding a line of production, even with the U.S. production growth, mm-hmm. the, the peak in global demand should be giving us stock draws, and it's not. So the markets are kind of throwing up their hands and saying, "You know what? Until we see something positive coming out of the U.S. and other areas, we're selling."
0: Uh, it's an interesting time, too. I mean, you've, you've, you've got a different, an interesting era, right? Where We've got technological advances in the oil industry that allow um, drillers to hold territory and bring it online. The substance is already drilled uh, really fast. And also they can drill out incredible wells in very short order, horizontal wells that, that have got, you know, 15 fracking stages that can be completed at, at pretty good depths. They can be drilled out in, in less than a month. Uh, that's true, but you know, again, that's that's why uh,
2: you know the forecast. You know, for for, for us, for many folks in oil markets, almost every month the outlook gets more and more optimistic. But what I'm saying is the 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 so that's all true, but to some degree, that's built in the to prices. Uh, the, the issue is the fact that we're simply not seeing stock draws.
1: All right. So you have to make investment decisions <laughs> based on what's going, what you think is going to happen. What are you telling your team?
2: Well, what, that's, a, that's a good question. We're what, what, Our view going forward is that, again, for the time being, we still expect stock draws. So we still think the path of prices should be higher Gradually as a... You've as, seen the
1: trend line this year, right?
2: I have seen the trend line, <laughs> believe me. I know it like the back of my hand. Um, but, uh, as the second half, as we grind our way through the second half, that we should see some, some slow but steady uplift in prices, so... Just
1: because of supply drawdowns.
2: Exactly. That's really what it, what it's all about. So, but again, obviously we're very aware of what's happening. If, if we continue you know you can come up with explanations and pretty good ones on why we didn't see the supply drawdowns the stock drawdowns in the first half of the year right but if we don't see them in June, July, August, then it is time to, to you know change the view
1: so where do we go we're at 42 and change right now well, how low well, could the, it go it,
2: it look, the markets look as though they want to test 40. It, the markets it it appears as though. I mean, you also have, you know, there's momentum, there's bearish technicals, there's a lot of things going on in the market. But given the absence of anything constructive, uh, prices, you know, seem to be going the other way. And it's as if the markets want to see, okay, when will the U.S. drillers Respond by starting to back off, right? You know these breakdown increases we see every single week, and perhaps when will OPEC respond? We've seen comments in recent weeks from the Saudis. I think there was a comment earlier today from the the Iranian oil minister that they may uh, steep in the cuts, um, and if that were to happen, you know I think that would make a difference. So the market is actually looking for something to give.
1: Right, uh, the oil minister uh, in Iran saying we are consulting with OPEC member states to have them prepared to make a decision. Uh, decision making would mean for OPEC to make further cuts.
2: Yeah, and, and, and the Saudis and a couple others said that right after the last OPEC meeting at the, in late May. But obviously, price action like we've seen in the last couple of weeks is going to focus minds uh, and yeah. possibly <laughs> result in some action.
0: Well, I guess I just, I just, but I think from the you know. the you're talking about action from traders, but there's also action from industry. And the action from industry is just cool their jets, get back on their heels, and wait for the prices to get to where they the, where their deck starts to make sense. And that, that, that has an, an instantaneous effect. And I guess that's my point about the technology is that industry can respond here.
2: Uh, yeah, industry is responding. I mean, look, it, it, it's a pretty nice chart if you look at prices with a lag of – two, two and a half, three months, you see the rig count respond. And we saw that beginning about a year ago. And then when you look at the rig count with a time lag of another couple of months, you start to see production respond. So it, I agree. It, it all does make sense, but you have to remember that there's time lags. Well, and if, if the rig count were to go the other way, we would have time lags again in the other direction.
0: Well, just to that, without a lot of time, uh, rig count might not be as important if we've got drilled assets that aren't online.
2: Yeah, but, but I, I, think what you're referring to is, is the ducks, the drilled but uncompleted right. wells, so the the drillers have done their job and these are wells that are waiting to be fracked and completed. But remember, that what, what we're starting to see, I think, this, this increase in ducks is different from what we saw in 2015. Back then it was about, uh, producers saying, hey, why should I bring this on stream into a low-priced world? Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's starting to look like, uh, uh, that cons, we're starting to get near the point where, where we're seeing constraints emerge. In other words, there's simply not enough, uh, fracking crews out there.
1: Interesting. Michael Whitner, uh, global head of oil research, Societe Generale, based in New York, in our Bloomberg 11.30 studio. Uh, WTI crude down 1.9%, 42.66 a barrel. It is down 25% so far in 2017. Check on your top business stories and a look at the day's trading session that's coming up on Bloomberg Radio.